right, guys, what is up? What is happening? How are all the things? It's your girl, Cheryl, back with another episode of the Shades of Strong podcast, where we are supporting Black women and freeing themselves from the burden of being strong by creating safe and sacred spaces for them to uncape, unmask, and unhide so that they can be whatever shade of strong that feels right for them. And if this is your first time tuning in, welcome to the show, sis. And if you've been here a while, welcome back. We have another dynamic episode for you. We have an amazing Black woman in the virtual studio studio with us today to bring you another soul-stirring conversation. So what's up, Tangie? How you doing? How you doing? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the show. So yeah, we have Tangi Augustine in the virtual studio with us today, and I am super excited to have her on. So Tangi, say hey to the people, girl. Hey, hey. Hello, hello there. I'm so happy that you invited me to hold space with you this evening. I heard so many good things about the podcast, and I'm, I'm grateful that you've asked me to be a part of this space today. My name is Tangi Augustine. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, bleeding social worker, but I'm definitely human first, clinician second. I'm the mom of three beautiful brown girls, wife, sister, all those good things, and just people's person, you know? So I'm definitely happy to be on here this evening and to chat about what is my strong look like? I invited Tangie to be a part. Well, she's here because I invited her to be a part of our My Strong Is campaign, where we are shining a light on Black women daring to do strong differently. And so, Tangie, with that said, I kind of want to start your conversation, start our conversation with your My Strong Is statement. So, repeat and complete My Strong Is. Knowing my limits and guarding my yes. When you sent yours over to me, that part guarding my yes, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, because for several years, I was a yes girl. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. seriously, like I was yesing all over the place. So that resonated with me so deeply. And I know like most of us, we have a story where we didn't we didn't just wake up guessing all right. over the place. There there's something in our life or somebody said something either directly or indirectly, or we saw somebody living life this way and we just unconsciously or maybe consciously ended up in that space where we mm-hmm. find it challenging to say no. So tell us about that for you. Like what is your story? What thrust you into this life of guessing all over the place? You know, what's interesting is a part of even saying guarding my yes versus it's okay to say no, because that's what we originally have been told to empower us to say no, but narrative is everything, right? And changing the narrative and making that a more empowering and motivating message was then for me saying, let me say guard my yes versus it's okay to say no, because saying no has been such a challenge for all of us. And I think it's rooted in just... We've always feeling the need to people please, appease other people. Uh In the line of work that I do, I see how that can cause pain and suffering, saying yes all the time, stretching yourself to the limit. And being a Black woman and serving Black women in a therapeutic setting, that is really when it shed even greater light uh, to reasons why I'm saying yes to everybody and why they're saying yes to everybody. And it's definitely deeply rooted in our culture and just being available, you know, 
you know, being that neighbor, being that family member. But the reality is, as time goes on, it, it weighs on us. It becomes a burden to us. And about three years ago, my business partner and I, you know, we decided let's, you know, kind of shed light on women and recognize that we all need to take off the cape because uh-huh. we act and we play this role of superwoman. And so our girl take off your cape was all about shedding light on what's called superwoman syndrome. And we recognize that, Wes, we, we raising our hands because we, we recognize we have become victim to it. When you're feeling stressed and depressed and anxious and just wearing yourself thin, that's when we realize it's time to kind of shift gears here and recognize that we don't always have to have the S on our chest, that we can put down the cape. And so for me personally, it was one of those things like, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling beat down. It's just things are becoming too much and I'm stretching myself really too thin. And so that meant for me, it was time to guard my yes. I could not no longer say yes to every request, every offering, every invite, and then the list goes on. I know that resonates with a lot of people, you know, and I'm, I'm glad we're having this conversation about it. Yeah, because it's like you were saying, it's ingrained in our culture, especially in the Black, specifically the Black female culture yes. now. You know, mm-hmm. men may suffer from it a, a little as well. Mm-hmm. But I want to back up a, a little bit back to mm-hmm. where you were saying, saying no versus guarding your yes. Can you just hone in on a little bit of that? When I think about it, I'm like guarding yes and saying no is the same thing, but clearly it's something different. So can you just shine a little light on that force a little bit? Yeah, right. And I think, like we said, you know, narrative is everything. And when you were saying guarding my yes, I think that just it's more powerful and it's empowering to recognize you're doing something for you. And when we hear saying no, oftentimes we hear it you know, about the other person, what's going to happen when I say no to them, you know what I mean? Or just the fact that we're saying no to someone's request. Oftentimes we have this inappropriate guilt that we experience and we shouldn't, we really shouldn't. So in it kind of changing that narrative from say no to guarding your yes, is really you doing something for you, which is exactly what it's all about. It's about you setting limits for yourself so that you stay well. You know, and and I think, you know, wordplay is important to me as something I also teach my clients in a therapeutic setting because it changes the mindset. When you change the mindset, then the behavior changes. So for me, it's a it's a powerful tool to use for myself and to extend that so that other people can use it too. Because again, saying no, it, it doesn't sound good, you know, it has a negative connotation to it. Historically, when we've been told to do that, we fear it, we have guilt over it. And that also makes it about the other person. But when I say guarding my yes, that's about me and nobody else. Do you find yourself not feeling guilt when you're guarding your yes versus feeling guilt when you're saying no? How does that look different in your life? Yeah, and I I believe absolutely it does. Because for me now, I think it comes very natural and easy. Because again, I know it's me pouring into my cup. So at this moment, it's, it's for me making sure that I'm saying well, especially, and I, I continue to go back to this because a big part of my world, I'm a vessel. Being a therapist and holding space all day and every day for other people as my profession, it's almost critical <laughs> for me to not experience more injury outside of that space because I cannot be everything to everyone after I do that for a living. Some days look nine to five, eight to eight. I'm doing that all day long. And then outside of that, I have to be mindful of 
what I'm also saying yes to because there's only so much I can hold, right? So it, it for me comes naturally because again, I feel like it's a tool and it's powerful and it's again about myself versus being about other people. So it, it just, I think it just looks, it, it comes easy when you kind of shift gears and, and take it away from saying no to someone because it's for me. I love that you said it's for me because oftentimes, like you're like you're saying, like we get so caught up in doing all the things for all the people that we forget to make ourselves priority in our in our mm-hmm. lives. And I think that goes back to where you were saying knowing my limits, because knowing your limits mm-hmm. and guarding your yes, these things are intertwined. In order for you to guard your yes, then you have to know what your limits are. So talk about, talk a little bit about what your daily boundaries look like in guarding your yes. I think on a professional level that, that definitely looks like establishing and maintaining important boundaries. So really, and, and that might look like, uh, in terms of a client session, no, I can't schedule you on the day that I'm not scheduling people. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have this Memorial Day completely off. <laughs> I could see people if I wanted to, but I'm not gonna do that today. You know what I'm saying? Like using my off to be off. Also in the professional setting, it might look like not accepting an invitation to be a part of something that I might not be getting paid for. Right. Because again, it's my time, right? And this is my profession. And my business partner and I early on, because this year makes six years I've been in private practice. Although it is a for-profit practice, in the early stages, we did a lot of things for free to plant seeds. Well, now it's time to water and watering looks a lot different. And so in a professional setting, it looks like not accepting invites to do A, B, and C without payment. Right. Yeah. It looks like charging my fee and sticking to my fee and not negotiating my fee because we know the value of our work and our service. Also in the professional world, it just also looks like not taking on more than I can hold on my plate, being able to recognize, although I want to help everybody, the reality is I can't, right? I only can have this set amount of folks for the set amount of time. And that's it. On a personal level, it may look like not going to all three of them baby showers in a row. You know, what I mean? <laughs> it may not be, you know what I'm saying? The summertime is very busy, I tell you. But it might not be accepting every invite to every birthday party, you know, and everything else. It might be deciding, okay, I only have a capacity for this much in this week because I have daughters, they had extracurricular. My time is allotted to a lot of different things, but I also got to save time for me and the things I enjoy. So in the personal world, it might be guarding my yes when there's an extension to do this or come do that, or can I use this or can I borrow that or can, or in my DMs, can I get this information? Oh, yes. Yeah. It, and if you go to any of my social media pages, where it be Instagram or Facebook, my personal and even my professional account, there's something in my bio or somewhere on my page that says no DMs for personal advice or professional advice, because that's not the space for it. And that's my time. So, you know, a, a lot of folks now are like uh, referring to it like, you cannot pick my brain for free. And I agree. Mm-hmm. At this moment, you know, I've done the work. I've done the studies and everything else. So to ask for help where you're not, you know, asking a book, a consultation, I'm sorry, I'm not available to do that. Information, I always share. I always share different things, but certain things where you would otherwise pay for someone and you're asking me for free, we can't do that. 
can't do it anymore. It takes a lot from a person, you know? And have you found that you perhaps lost some people because you have these boundaries, boundaries and limits in place? I think if anything, I've gained respect from people. I don't think I've lost anyone. If anything, I think individuals, when they recognize that you're standing firm on what you believe in or what you recognize your worth as, that they see that too and that they will oblige. Meaning that I've said that to someone and then they did book that pick your brain session. You know what I mean? Or, you know, I I feel like it's one of those things, like if you recognize what can be offered, then you will decide to pay. And it's it's beyond payment. I want to make that clear in this space too. It's I'm just using that as like one of the examples. But even like I'm not available to attend to this. I'm actually right. going to be doing this. You know, I think people just recognize and they understand it. And it's not being passive aggressive. I'm very big on being assertive, saying what you mean, meaning what you say in a tactful way that doesn't hurt anyone else. And it doesn't hurt you either. You're being honest with yourself about what you can and can't do. But more importantly, you're being honest with the other person. And I think people honor that in you versus coming up with something or some excuse or reason why you're not able to do something or you just or you're choosing not to do something because not all the time it's because I can't. It's because I don't want to. And I'm choosing in this moment not to do it. And there's nothing wrong with you choosing not to do a thing. There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm glad you mentioned you mentioned the part, the respect part, because a lot of times I've found for myself that I won't say no for fear mm-hmm. that people may be offended or fear mm-hmm. that um, maybe they don't want to be my friend anymore. But you have plainly stated that you you have found that people are more respectful because you mm-hmm. have these boundaries in place. So it's OK to have them in place because maybe they're waiting <laughs> For you to mm-hmm. say, no, I can't do that. Because as long as we allow them room and space to overstep our boundaries, then that is exactly what they are going to do. Because yep, at the end exactly. of the day, when you respect uh, when you when you respect yourself, then you you I cannot get my words out. You teach other people how to respect you. And that comes exactly. from you yourself honoring the boundaries and the limitations that you have in place for yourself. So in your, I wanted to touch two things, two things, one thing that you said when you were talking about being in in private practice. And so I wanted to just touch a little bit on on entrepreneurship, because Mm. if you're in the online space, (laughs) if you're in any, on any type of social media platform, you will see that the majority of talk that you hear is all about hustle and grind and Mm. I can sleep when I'm dead and all of that. And so I'm glad you brought that up. Even when you're saying doing things for free, because the air quotes gurus will tell you that you have to do some things free in order to become whoever you're trying to become in in years to come. But I hear you you saying that I don't have to do that if I don't want to. (laughs) I don't have to say yes, yes to free stuff, you know? Yeah. And I think that goes to the first part of my strong, which is knowing your limits. So we definitely did a lot for free the first initial years of our startup, right? The Mm -hmm. first two, maybe even that third year. Like I said, we're about to be six years now in. And those first two years, we did a lot for free. But that was planning the seeds, getting out there. But now it's to the point where that's no longer required, you know? We build a following. We build the clientele. We have services that are being utilized. It's time for our services to now continue to be paid. 
Yeah, there's, there was a reason for that. And that's why I said watering looks a little different because you cannot sustain without watering a different type of way. And, and that means that you can't keep running that way because we have families to provide for. Mm-hmm, so we, we always do pro bono stuff. And even now we still do some outreach things from the goodness of our heart, but some things that it's not our choosing to do and we're being asked to do, then what's your budget for that? That's my question. Exactly. Because it's our time and our space and, and, and our sales being used to offer that service or to do whatever. You know, there's been things that we've been asked to do that requires travel and everything else. Am I just going to go? No, ma'am. No. And that's why I said it's so important for people to recognize we are human first because in this profession, we're doing so much for other people. But people sometimes might forget that we have our own families and we have ourselves to tend to after that is all said and done. And so what does that look like? That means knowing that limit and when to, okay, I've done enough of giving and now I do have to receive. And again, that's about you doing it for you and being mindful that that's appropriate and it's necessary and that you deserve that after you've done all that output, you have to remember input. And so with business and personal, it's the same. And this whole hustle hard, no sleep. No, that is not nothing avail supports. And I say avail, that's my business name. So when we say, you know, we have a slogan, we say slay the avail way and that's living holistically recognizing and treating your mind and your body. And one of our main things is rest is just as equivalent to hustle. You cannot have one without the other. So there's no such thing as team no sleep. There's no such thing. It's just, it is equivalent. So just as important as it is to hustle is just as important as it is to rest, to rejuvenate, to recharge. You cannot have one without the other. You know, so rest is definitely something we drive. Absolutely, girl. Rest. I'm I'm here for that, honey. I can remember a day when I would not even take a nap because I was afraid somebody was gonna think I think I'm lazy. But let me tell you, your girl gets her naps in these days. I yes. get my I get my naps in, mm-hmm. and I don't care, yeah. you know what what people what people think about it because at the end of the day, like you said, I'm gonna do what it takes to take care of me. Right. Right. In your line of work and in your circle of friends. How often would you say you you see black women that are suffering for, from burnout because they have not yet stepped into that space where they're guarding their yes and setting limits and setting boundaries? And how challenging do you have you found that it takes for them to move out of that space? All the time, unfortunately, all the time. A big part of my clientele are black women. And so I see it all the time. And I see, unfortunately, by the time it comes to me, I'm seeing how it has manifested into anxiety or depression. And in some cases, PTSD. And I recognize um, a big part of my theoretical approach is psychodynamic theory, which is just kind of exploring with individuals how their past influences their present ways of thinking, ways of behaving, and, and just kind of ways of just decision making. And oftentimes is is deeply rooted in their early upbringing and what we learn. Mm-hmm. And so as we talked about earlier, just as a community and as a culture, unfortunately, being where in our communities, the, the matriarch is the head of the household, the women, it's looked and seen that we have to do it all, that that's what has to, you know, manage the family and everything else. But they've sent the wrong message because the same thing we just talked about, like hustle hard, no sleep. Unfortunately, that is 
internalized into young, you know, black children from time to time, like having chores or certain things that we're asking children to do. Well, I see it. What happens when they become adults is that they're still in that doing mode and they don't have the opportunity to just be. And so even when they're trying to be, they can't even recognize the point in which it's time to rest. It's time to do something for you. Feeling guilty about engaging in their self-care activities because they want to be here, there, everywhere. But the reality is you don't have to. Even in those with, you know, marriages and, and or living in blended extended families, even not giving someone else the opportunity to do something that they can do and you don't have to do it. You know, let your husband do that. Let him go to the game tonight instead of you having to, you know, things like that. So I see it, I see it quite, quite often, this kind of unwritten rule that you gotta do A, B, and C and you gotta be on it. But that's hard to maintain over time. It's hard. Mm-hmm. And that also goes back to like the gender roles in our culture, Absolutely. because I know when when we were growing up, the boys took out the trash, um, mm-hmm. the girls did the dishes, the girls did all the cooking and the cleaning. I have four. Um, there were five of us, there were three girls, two boys. And so the girls mm-hmm. took on took on all of the household stuff. And, you know, the boys did the light up. And so when I when I had children, then I did the same thing to my children. The girls, you know, y'all get up school, y'all go ahead. I'm at work, y'all go ahead and do the dinner and stuff. But not once did I ever ask my son to do that. And mm-hmm. so we grow up with these things ingrained in us that we have to do and be all the things because that's how our parents brought us up. The boys were sitting down playing games or hanging out with hanging out with their friends, and we were in the kitchen cooking and cleaning and quite possibly helping a younger sibling with mm-hmm. homework. You know, we were Absolutely. we were really doing all the things. So gender roles play a huge part in us, you know, not having boundaries in place because we feel like that's what we're supposed to do. And we, the only thing we are supposed to do <laughs> is to take care of ourselves. You know, yeah, we have responsibilities exactly. as, as parents and, and spouses and, you know, all the things. But I think the most, re- most important responsibility that we have is that to ourselves. Our, our, we, we are the ones that we are. Because as cliche as it sounds, I think I probably say this in every episode you got to take care of yourself before you take care mm-hmm. of other people. Because if you don't take care of yourself, you are not going to be able to take mm-hmm. care of other people. And that's why we see so much sickness and illness in our communities, because we are mm-hmm. out here running around trying to be super women. And mm-hmm. we were not created for that. We absolutely exactly. were not created for that. So how do you support your friends who may be still living this type of lifestyle or have you already shown them that this ain't how we doing it sis so come on over here and they just fall in line yeah I feel like um those I'm closest with um I'm grateful for my relationships you know my best friends and things of that nature and I'm Mm -hmm. I'm glad that I'm I'm surrounded with a strong set of other women um, who are my friends that I think we have these kind of deeply rooted conversations about what we're doing, what we're not doing, what we don't need uh-huh. to do. And I think we all share, it's probably, it's, and it ain't, it, it isn't just me, but I think in our, in my, my different pockets and circles and groups, we all agree and we all have taken that stance to make those changes within our personal lives. And sometimes, and this is the beautiful thing, we check in with each other like, girl, what you think about this? And I'd be like, uh-huh. girl, don't do it. Right. When my best friend might tell me the same thing. 
because yes. and because I can I have a, a strong capacity to do all things, a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that is probably why God set forth or, you know, the universe set forth, whatever, you know, folks would follow. But my God set forth for me to be a vessel and be a therapist and be in this role because he knew I could hold it. I could I could carry that weight. And I say that to say it shows up in other parts of my world. So I have a wonderful best friend, Felicia, name drop. But she will <laughs> tell me sometimes, like, Kanji, go do that. Go do it. Yes. Don't worry about that. And I'd be like, oh, child, oh, yeah, you're right. I'm going to go do it. I'm going to go do it. Because I sometimes will get caught up. Oh, no, uh-huh. let me let me stay home. I'm going to just show the girl, go do it. I'd be like, okay, bye. <laughs> yes, I'm going to go do it. Because although I may have the capacity, uh-huh. guarding your yes also still looks like, but don't do it. But you still need your time. You, just because you can don't, sh- don't mean you want to or you will. So I, I'm very grateful and thankful for those moments because I might have the capacity to do that, but do I need to do that? Right, because no. you need friends to tell you, girl, go sit down somewhere. Exactly. Where you doing? Exactly. You need those kind exactly. of friends in your yes. life, especially when you are in a helping field and God has called you to yes. this type of work. Then you sometimes you can feel like, okay, I got to be doing something because this is my right. calling. This is my purpose. But it mm-hmm. is okay to just be. Mm-hmm. God didn't call yep. you to be moving 24 <laughs> 7. Exactly. He did not call exactly. you for that. He absolutely did not. So, how do you think you're strong? Because this season is all is all about giving up a life of caping, masking, and hiding and moving mm-hmm. into this space where we can create play and ease in our lives. So, how do you think you're strong? Helps you create play and ease in your life. And what does that look like for you? It definitely does. And it looks like me having more of that time for just me, not for me and children, right? Because that's something that I do. I'm a mother, but that's not who I am. I'm Tansy. I'm I'm just me also. So it allows me to fuel my soul to really do things that my spirit calls on me to do, even if those things are not necessarily like associated with outcomes. Because I'm very big on telling people everything doesn't have to be an end goal. It could be literally me just sitting in my backyard, just basking in the sun. That's that's what I need to do for me. So at the end of the day, it just allows me that free time to just indulge in those things that I enjoy. I'm one of the people, I'm very active. I like hiking. I, I recently got some skates and got back into my inner child. So I, I saw that. I, I was love, like, come yes, on, skate. Yes, sir. I love, I have a bike and I used to be a part of a um, bike group. But that Mm -hmm. started to feel like work. So now I bicycle when I want to, you know, so different things like that. You know what I mean? Again, guarding my yes. When we get into playing it, I'm a part of a book club. And we and I just posted every day like book club meeting. This is where we're going to be. Join our book club. But let you know it ain't formal. It ain't organized. We get Mm -hmm. a book. We read it and we meet about it. We're not I'm not I'm not going to create those spaces that I'm supposed to enjoy to feel and look like work. It's supposed to be, you know, laissez-faire. And just relax kind of mode. No one's beating you up if you didn't read the book. So I, I, I keep those things very, and that's again, guarding my yes. Like, no, I'm, I'm not creating emails anymore. I'm not sending out the title, the, the information. I'm going to send y'all the link. Everybody look up the book and go from there. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So it shows up that everything becomes easier. And I hope that's a good example because for me, that's exactly what it does. It creates those spaces that are protected, that are things that I enjoy doing but are not feeling like work to me. It's truly self-care. It's truly the things that kind of bring me back to me, the things that I enjoy doing and that 
really fuels me and recharges me. Because where we talk about rest, the other part of that is rejuvenating and recharging. And sometimes that looks like just doing the things you enjoy that allows your spirit to grow and allows you to have the energy that you need to do A, B, and C in the next realm. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. That's exactly what it does. I mean, I think it even goes back to going back to some of those childhood things that we enjoy mm-hmm. doing, like yes. hopscotch and John Rob. Girl, yes. get out there and try you a hopscotch board. Tenji, you might be a little, yes. you might be a little young for that. Did y'all play hopscotch? <laughs> I remember hopscotch. <laughs> I, I did. I'm 80, baby, but I did do hopscotch. Jump bro, you know, yes. and dodgeball, yes. kickball, and all. like give back to those yes. days. Like I, like, I would, yeah. I honestly would not mind having a game, a kickball, like get my friends mm-hmm. and let's just like play kickball because it just takes you back to this space where life mm-hmm. was simple and uncomplicated. And it reminds you that it's okay to play. When we get adults, we yeah. feel like, okay, I can't play anymore. And I think for me, like I was, I've been a parent like since I was 16 years old. So mm-hmm. there was not like a lot of time for play with me because I was mm-hmm. parenting, you know, like I was just right. on having kids. And so I was just parenting all the time. And so I think I forgot how to play. Right. And so now I'm at this, this space in my life where I really want to get back to that, that space. And I'm not saying you got to go outside and play kickball. That's not what I'm saying. Like whatever play yeah. looks whatever like, that for looks like you, for you, whatever it looks like, I love to swing, like go to the park and swing and, yes. you know, just whatever brings you peace, go to, go find a, a, a ice cream truck. Right. You know, it's just connecting to your inner child, you know? Absolutely. And for those that have those positive memories, then that's something to still try to do, you know? At the end of the day, when we've been taught about adults, and unfortunately, we were informed about you got to pay bills, you got to go to work, you got to do this. But no one ever kind of clarified that these are things you have to add to your life. What we were taught is almost that that meant subtracting something. No, 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 no. It meant this is what's going to be added, but it wasn't meant to forget all those things you love to do. Like I enjoy coloring. I love. I used to love coloring as a kid. I love coloring now. I got me my adult coloring books on my dollars. Mm-hmm. Those are things we still have to be tied to because we're going to run ragged and get real drained out just paying bills and going to work and that be that, you know? So just kind of recognizing it's both and it should not be that we're subtracting. It's just that we're adding. Because you know? we we had this mindset when you get when you get a particular age and you have to stop mm-hmm. doing you have to stop doing this like even me girl I was just like when it mm-hmm. came to like candy and stuff and I was like oh you this age now you can't be eating now laters and stuff like that <laughs> like I kid you not like I love me I love some banana now laters. <laughs> Like, I'm just like, you are too, you're too old to be eating this kind of candy or, you know, drinking this kind of soda. So all that stuff was ingrained in me. When you get a certain age, yeah. then you become air quotes grown. And so the things that you used to do, you don't get to do those things anymore. And that's what makes life so miserable for people because right. they forget how to play yeah. and they forget how to just be. So yeah, girl, I'll just be going on and on. Yeah. So anyway, back to you. <laughs> how, will, how do you think your strong will continue to evolve as you continue to guard your yes? Like I, I know it's, it's going to be different, but and, and I know there's no end to it. But how do you think it will continue right. to evolve over the years? 
Um, I think uh, it's probably just going to show up in just the natural, you know, natural evolution as things change and what does that begin to look like in mm-hmm. professional world, personal world. Um, and I think it a, a big part of it will be me teaching my daughters. The fact that I have three daughters, I think mm-hmm. it also in turn be this kind of teachable thing that I ensure that I instill in them. So it's kind of be- going to become bigger than me because raising ch- girls and I tried to make a point to not put all that household domestic everything on them you know we doing a little bit of everything around here you know what I mean and also them recognizing what your daddy's don't you know don't, don't tell him what he's supposed to do like daddy no we all can do this and daddy can he gonna cook some days and mom gonna sit back some days like just showing them that duality like it can be both and because I I definitely um, want their strong to be the same and whatever they identify that they needed to be when they get a little bit older. So I think it's going to be bigger than me um, as that continues. And I think it's just going to continue to create more space for me to do the things that I enjoy, the things that I love um, and not feeling stretched, but continuing to feel whole. And I love that you are passing that down to your girls because this is where the healing begins and this is how we break generational Mm -hmm. behaviors like this is this is where we start to unlearn the things that our parents taught us and then we teach our daughters to do life differently that's where that's where it all starts tangy it's been all the things girl all the things thank you for coming on but before we before we head out one thing that you want listeners to take away from today's conversation? Well, I think the number one is guarding your yes. Yes, that <laughs> <But> part. Also, <laughs> yes, but also being your true authentic self, which means acknowledging and recognizing what you want to do and what you don't want to do mm-hmm. and being okay with that and recognizing that that's for you and no one else so that we don't. In, internalize or feel guilty for things that we don't need to get feel guilty for. So continuing to be authentic and you and recognize who you are and what you want and live for you, not other people. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, that has been Tangi Augustine. Like I said, she has been all the things. Thank you for coming on, sharing with us. And how can thank our you, listeners connect with you in the online space if they want to reach out and Say, hey, girl. Yes. Is your thing. Yes. <laughs> yes. So um, I'm definitely I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Government name, Tangia Augustine. So if you pull that up, it's going to be me. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can definitely follow me um, or, or, you know, on, on both of those. Also, my business page is available on Instagram or Avail Outpatient Counseling on Facebook. So you can definitely follow that space as well. Um, but that's definitely how you can stay connected. I'm a people's person, so I'll accept you. <laughs> so definitely. Um, and one of the things I love to do on social media is shed light. I always say mm-hmm. sharing is caring. My little motto is Tangie Taught You. I have an online blog. So you can also visit Tangie Taught You, the letter U, dot com for different ideas on activities and food recipes and things like that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so stay connected. Stay connected. Awesome. And I will have all of Tangie's information in the show notes of this episode so shadesstrong.com hop over to the podcast or wherever you listen to your podcast that you'll see the links click get in get in touch connect do all the things whatever you want to do because she is a people person like she said so do the things all right guys (laughs) that's it for today's show 
once again, thank you guys for hanging out with us. Thank you for inviting Tangi and myself into your day. Be sure to follow us mm-hmm. on Shades at Shades of Strong on your favorite social media platform. And let us know what your strong is by using the hashtag MyStrongIs and the hashtag Shades of Strong. And if you want to be a part of the movement, if you want to join this campaign, hit me up at hi at shadesofstrong.com. All right. We're out of here. Say goodbye, Tangie. Bye. Peace be with you.